Welcome to Romance Your Tribe Radio with me, Janet Beckers, where every episode focuses on simple action steps you can do this week to grow your business online and bring joy to the work you do. Hello everybody, Janet Beckers here. I am very excited to introduce you to my guest today, Guy Lawrence. G'day Guy. Hello, how are you? Really good. Guy and I have literally known of each other for one day. <laughs> and um, and I don't know, when I just sort of, I became aware of Guy and then I went and listened to a recording of a podcast that he'd done with a mutual friend of ours, James Schranko, and I looked at his website and I thought, whoa, this guy, like, why don't we know each other? So... <laughs> So, so, you know, so inviting Guy to be my guest, he was really two parts. You know, there was the really selfish part of he's a really cool guy who talks my language and um, I really want to get to know him. And also, wow, he's got an awesome story that is really going to help a lot of people because not only will you be able to relate to the journey that he's just been recently on, but also he's got some really great strategies that's going to be able to help you with the whole congruency mindset, like totally being you in your brand. So I, I'm really looking forward to these two parts of today. So, um, so to get started, Guy, let's just dive straight in. And just if you can just tell us, like, who is it that you serve and how do you do it? Like, what do you do? Firstly, thank you for the kind words. That was an awesome introduction. I really appreciate it. Uh, and it's, look, it's lovely to be here. Uh, what do I do? I actually help people demystify meditation from a neuroscience perspective to create transformation from the inside out. That's probably the simplest way I could say it. So we come from a state and a way of being, and that way of being becomes more congruent in our lives over time. And I also teach people how to, to literally upgrade their, their hardware system within the body. So it's almost like taking Windows version 2.0 to Windows 2020 or something like that, you could ah. say. Yeah. And that effect will then actually alter a lot of hormonal and chemical responses within the body that we have kind of become dependent upon right. over time. And that becomes our familiarity. So if you're willing to start to look at this and start thinking of it from that place, you can then start to operate and start to feel emotionally and see things differently. And it starts to change your perception. Oh, wow. This is really interesting. And, you know, this just, this is Janet's happy place, everybody. When you've got some serious kind of, well, I mean, meditation is not woo-woo. I mean, it's, you know, when you've got some really serious stuff that allows you to just really tap those parts of your brain that you don't normally have access to and then have those things that sometimes it's hard to visualise them because they are in your, in your imagination and then to have the science beside it, like that is my, you know, that makes me happy. I love that combo. I'm kind of like a, a, a woo-woo scientist. So we're gonna we're gonna really have some fun. We're gonna sort of divide this um, this interview into two parts. So in the second part, we're gonna dive in further to what you've just been talking about, guy, around this whole switching the hardware. To, I love that analogy and some really practical strategies from that lovely science meets woo-woo. And uh, so we're going to dive into that in the second part to really help you in your business. Um, and you'll see in this first part here, like why it's so important. Because mm. the thing that I really loved about your story, Guy, is you already have an exceptionally successful business, which you chose to walk away from. Um, in order to start something new. So would you mind sharing your story there about what happened? And we'll dive into, you know, not only why you did it, but we'll start then talking about how, like, what did you do? To be sure. Honest? Yeah. And, and, you know, it was, um, it was one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make in my entire life um, without a shadow of a doubt. And in a, in a, to fill people in, I was uh, in a partnership with a company called 180 Nutrition. 
And 180 Nutrition, we essentially um, started in 2010. And we were a natural supplement company. So we, we actually sold like a whole food uh, protein to the fitness market. And it was really interesting what you said earlier about science meets woo-woo, where you've got like this divide where you've got scientists over here and you've got the woo-woo over there. And, and as far as I'm concerned, both camps have really valid things that we could bring together. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, back in the fitness days, so when I'm a fitness trainer, back then we had the hardcore fitness junkies that would buy protein shakes that had muscle men or bikini bodies or weight loss this and get ripped that and you know all these crazy words with crazy chemicals and crazy things and I was actually working people with cancer at the time helping them rehabilitate with weight training programs to help strengthen them right so we couldn't give them these products and I'm thinking if this is the fitness and health industry what the hell is going on and then on the other side, you had the complete hippy dippy, almost Byron Bay, green powdered, live up in the hills, yeah. eat your plants. And, and, and it was like these really polarizing things going on. And my, my thing was, well, they both have valid things that are good. Why can't we start bringing this together? And Lord and behold, I came up with an idea of bringing a, a natural protein product to the fitness industry. And that's what we did. Right. But interestingly, at the time, Janet, I was, I was in a lot of debt. Uh, I had been stock trading for many years uh, to not great success, which accumulated the debt. I was working as a fitness trainer. But, and I, and I want to put this into context because I want to, uh, people to understand how difficult it was for me to make the decision when I ended up making it. Mm. And um, Gary Vanderchuk, Tim Ferriss, these guys were my, my heroes back. I was reading their books in 2008, 2009. And the only thing I could see, because I didn't have a budget or anything, was to take on the online space because the cost of entry was quite low. Yeah. Right? And, and, I started to, and by 2012, I started a podcast, and we grew the band in 180 Nutrition, and, and, it, and we exploded. Like, you know, within three and a half years, we were turning over several million dollars a year. Fantastic. If not more, and it was growing. And we were kind of like, whoa. But at the same time, it shattered a lot of my beliefs about health and fitness. Because, because my podcast uh, at the time that we were doing with 180, uh, when, when podcasting was earlier, we penetrated the market easier. And by the time I left, uh, stepped down in 180 Nutrition in 2017, we were having a three to four million downloads, I think we were at. Wow. And... But, but it was exposing me to a lot of great leaders all around the world. I could literally go, I want to get them on the podcast, and I could reach out, and they would pretty much say yes. Right. So I was like a kid in a candy store in, in the health field. And all this, as you can imagine, you really start to see the world through a different lens. And I was fascinated about what the hell was going on in the health industry because, you know, we've got more technology than ever. We've got more information than ever but people are still getting sick. And that's where I was coming, kind of coming from, especially being working with cancer patients. But then I started looking at even deeper, like what were the root causes? What were our driving actions? Why are we making these decisions even though we know we should be doing something different? What is the, why are we repeating the same old patterns? What is going on within the body? And that started for me to look at what I'm doing now, looking at the mindfulness, uh, being able to develop our awareness, mm. de- develop a level of consciousness that would then allow us to see something from a different level of mind to what level of mind that created the problem in the first place. How can we do that? Do we have the gifts already within us? Are we always looking for an external to fix an internal problem? And the more I looked at these things, the more I was like, oh my God, why doesn't more people know about this work, right? Imagine it. So all of a sudden, as I was going deeper and deeper into the work myself, I was almost unveiling, because it's fair to say that all of us right now are not the same person we are 10 years ago. We've evolved from from the problems that we've had, from the, the difficulties, from the trials, the tribulations, we're able to grow wisdom from those challenges. Mm. So it's safe to say that we almost need challenges to allow us to grow as a human being, 
Spot on. You, there's so, you know what? There's just something I wanted to point out that mm. I love because it's going to make sense. You know, or not make sense. It will really relate to the the next part of your story. I love how at each time here, it's like at each little step that you've gone, like from you know being the PT working with people with cancer and thinking this is not going to work. You've, you got exposed to things that really challenged the way that you thought. So that's where this company started. But then because you had this wonderful exposure, which what, you, what I love about podcasting of being exposed to all these new things, again, you evolved yourself like you. So at each stage, you kind of outgrew. Correct. You were able to deliver. But there is a, there is a cat there is a caveat to that though. Right. Is that it was I turned philosophy because information is just philosophy if you don't action it. Yeah, good point. So so I was literally actioning in the things that I was learning. So then I was going off on on different rabbit holes going well I'm going to put myself through this to see if what they say in is factual so I could have an embodied experience and experience something for myself. Otherwise, it's still only philosophy. And the moment is philosophy. We can only then interpret it from our past experiences. So from our past experiences are shaping our belief system to the way we perceive the world in any given situation. So we have to fill in the gaps, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So you have to have a new experience to challenge old beliefs. But if you're not willing to step into the unknown and let go of control, then you, you generally will then keep re patterning the same things because you, you're clinging on to the familiar because you've identified to you whether what that feels safe. But that's the very things that can be holding us back. Mm. So I was very aware of that. So funnily enough, the work that I teach is almost like this self-fulfilling thing because as, as I do the work, I'm coming up against my own limitations and challenges because it's starting to unveil the truth within me. So then it's making me go, oh, do I want to go with the truth? Or do I want to just keep myself safe and buried and, and, and stay over here for another six months and yeah. delay the process? But of course, as we know that, you know, a toothache can end up becoming a tooth out if you don't actually listen to the warning signals. So, oh, I love that analogy. It's, and, and you know what you've mentioned? I was saying, you know, Janet's happy place you know, is woo-woo meets science. Janet's happiest place <laughs> is when you bring in the third thing, which is take some action. Mm. And that's exactly what you're saying. Like if you're, you know, by actually taking that action on what you're learning, you're, you know, you're developing yourself, you know, it becomes that more than philosophy. That's such, you know, it's, it's and that's that last step that so many people don't do. Exactly. Like, and that's, and it's the first step's the biggest because you're coming at it with the correct intention behind it, mm. you know, and, and it's really important when it comes to this work as well. Mm. So, so I guess to, to wrap up the story and fin finish the answer to your question was that as I delved into this work more and as 180 had grown, there's more responsibilities. It's become a brand. We're selling a product. And I just felt myself drifting off into a different lane and I was in a partnership and at the end of the day, we were, we were both changing. You know, it was like being in a marriage where yeah. you, come to the, you come to the point where you think, you know what, we need to go our separate ways and let's be, let's be two adults here and, and uh, remain good friends and, and do the correct thing because obviously the work I'm doing now, I couldn't really take the brand in that direction. That was unfair on my partner. Yeah. And at the same time, my partner wasn't really interested in what I was doing. And, you know, and there's money involved, there's manufacturers involved, there's distribution involved, there's all these things. And, and I felt that my values were changing, um, you know, just on a personal level. So I wanted to then maneuver in that direction. And the more I was then holding on <laughs> to the O's, it was, it was like, well, Guy, if you really want to get out there and teach this work, you've got to be all in, mate. You've got to walk the talk. You've got to live it. And, and, and I knew that in my heart of hearts. So I made that then my decision became quite easy because as, as much as it scared me, I realized in, in my own, I was, you know, it challenged my own self-worth, my own ability, my own um, belief, you know, my own fear, yeah. everything was arising. Um, but at the same time, I felt I had the toolkit that what I was wanting to teach others of 
of how to do that from an emotional and mental component to hold the space for yourself to allow these transitions to move to move mm. through into the new chapter and i think we all have new chapters in life whether it be work relationships uh, you know money careers whatever it might be but we need to they like seasons we instead of running from them we need to honor them and just create the right environment to allow ourselves to move through them otherwise they persist yeah. and you know what i just love the way that you have described this because um, I know that there will be a lot of people who are listening to this that have been feeling that same incongruency of, you know what, this is, I've evolved and what I've, my business that I've created, it's not, it's not a good match anymore. And then what's the decision do I make? Do I stay in that business and then perhaps seek that self-fulfillment somewhere else? Mm -hmm. Or do I, you know, do I have to change things, either renovate the business, which yours didn't have that ability, it would have not worked, or detonate? Like in your case, you didn't detonate the business, but you detonate your role in it. And, yes. you know, it's, I know exactly that feeling when you were saying that, you know, it was, a, it was a tough decision to do. Like it's really becomes a pivot point in your life because I know for me, um, and quite a few people listening here will know this story, um, you know, the Romance Your Tribe brand at the time we recorded this is only about 18 months old. Before then, it was Wonderful Web Women, which was multi-award winning business, really well known. I've been going for 10 years. It's, you know, it was my baby, but I'd outgrown it. It wasn't reflecting what I did anymore. It was no longer a business about women role models and women for women. I had, it was different to that. And that incongruency, I probably should have made the switch years before. But it was so difficult to do that. Mm. It was like letting my baby go. And when I finally, you know, to make that decision, I had to work with a friend, with a coach, to work through that so that he could let me see that actually this is the right decision. And... I just, it was a true grief. Like I grieved the loss of me saying goodbye to that business. Like it was a true physical grief. But at that same time, like any really good grief that's cathartic, it was great. So I totally get it. Like it is a tough decision to make, but, and, you know, and we'll, get, we'll dive into this a bit more now. It allows you, you can hold yourself back. And if your business you know, it can be really holding your business back because energetically, you know that what you're putting out there is not really you, mm. not, not the whole of you anymore. And so people can feel like it, it just, I could feel that my business was starting to shrink, even though we were doing all the same things on the surface. But that's, that energy was wrong. It was sabotaging and, and white anting it. Did, did you find that, did you feel something like that was happening with you? Oh, totally. I can so relate to everything you said there. Um, things were getting harder for us constantly. There were so many things starting to go um, against us right. that you could just go, what are the odds on that? Yeah. Like, you know, it was ridiculous. And, and we just knew that there was an incongruency here with us and to, to move on. And, and, you know, the moment I stepped down to move on, I didn't have a, at the time, I didn't have a brand. I didn't have a name. I, I, I just had an. I, I just knew that that was the direction I was going, and I want to get this right. work to the masses. Yeah, that was it. And you know, I, I kind of had an idea of big picture stuff. Of you know, like we spoke about earlier about going into retreats and working more with people and being able to facilitate a community and and bring people together to really start to learn this work. But at the same time, I had no freaking idea I was going to do it. None. But the moment I stepped out and give myself a bit of space to be and things start opening up, things start aligning. You know, if you're congruent and you take action, then it, that action normally leads to the next action and then the next and then things start to support the way. But you just have to be very mindful that you don't let the fear-based decisions that got you in trouble in the first place keep creeping in again right. and holding you back. Otherwise, you could be presented with different opportunities, 
And instead of it, it you know, when you get that instant reaction, oh, this feels good, I'm going to do it. You know, all of a sudden, oh, no, maybe I'm not ready yet. Maybe I shouldn't do this. You know, and then all of a sudden, you're, 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 you're splunting, you're, you're, you've, you've got the handbrake on of what it is you're trying to move toward. Oh, so there's a very fine. Yeah. You know, you are spot on because actually that is a really good thing for us to bring up is that, okay, so you've, you took the plunge mm. and what is the name? So people can go and, and, and see your, your website. So where do they go to, to see your new business? Oh yeah. So they just go to my, my name, guylawrence.com.au and my program's called let it in. Let it in. Excellent. Mm. So, and I love how when you were saying, like, you know, we actually were talking a little bit before we got on, that you knew that ultimately you wanted to be sending people, that you would be running, running these transformational retreats. Mm -hmm. But you didn't know how it was going to happen, so you had to, you know, work out that process. I think it's a really important thing for people to be able to know beforehand that just because you've got congruent, you know where you're going, it doesn't all automatically fall into place because you will have, as you've been saying, you know, that these things, you know, you'll see the opportunities and you'll take the right ones. But at that same time, it's still a matter of going, okay, have I got it right? Have I got the model right? Have the clients got, and making those fear-based decisions is actually a really important thing. And total transparency, I've just gone through that, like in the last month or so, like, everything you know all in the, the branding all the projects and everything has gone it's gone right like it's gone really really well and but i was i was thinking what something's going wrong here what why am i energetically pulling back you know is this you know then, then you start this you know the psycho babbling what is happening here but that's when i realized you know what i've realized one of the programs i've got i'm not walking my talk i've got out of incongruency because I'm not, I don't have a way to continue to support them. Mm. So, okay, I'm going to have to make the tough decision. I'm going to convert my $2,000 program into an ongoing membership so I can keep on helping people. They don't kind of get left when the program's finished. So interestingly, sometimes you'll get those things where it does come out of incongruency and you don't know why, but you'll notice it because the business starts getting white-handed and you can't see why you know, there's no obvious reason you're doing all the right marketing. So you think, okay, come on universe. <laughs> like, what am I energetically putting out here that is just stopping this and then take the action. So is, is that something that you've been experienced that you've experienced as well, Guy? Totally. Totally. You know, when, when I, when I stepped down and stepped into this, I was like, okay, uh, I kind of had the idea I wanted to move towards a membership model. Um, but I didn't know how I was going to do it. And I didn't know how I was going to get members in there because I remember I started from ground zero again, all of a sudden yeah. I've, I've, you know, from having a podcast with a huge reach, I got nothing from having social media with a huge reach. I've got nothing. Yeah. I got, I got, I've got no SEO, Google ranked website anymore. Like it's literally start again. And I'm like, wow, but it was so refreshing and I didn't care. I, I literally go, great. Well, I don't care about the numbers. I don't care about anything. I'm just going to, if, if I'm congruent, it will reveal it. The way will reveal itself. And then all of a sudden, um, cause I knew workshops is what I wanted to do. Somebody offered me an opportunity to run a workshop up on the sunshine coast. And I was like, Oh, Okay. And I said, yes. I didn't even know what I was going to talk about. No idea. And yes. I thought, oh, I'll, and the reality is these days. So I, I actually did it for free and I turned up and the people that turned up, they were nearly certain they had no idea because he hadn't communicated to what they were coming in for properly. I just assumed he would. Right. So there's all these mistakes, right? Mm. And, I'm, and all of a sudden I'm in front of a cold audience going, oh, you got no idea what the hell I'm doing here, what I'm on about. You just hold free talks every week and the members come in and just sit there. So it was really interesting. And, and so all of a sudden, I kind of stuffed up straight off the bat. And I could have walked away from there going, oh, my God, I'm a disaster. What was I thinking? Blah, blah, blah. But I walked away from going, cool. And I took all the positives out of it. And, okay. and then... Then I left all the negatives and then I thought, right, when, when's my next workshop? I've got to line up one more so I can refine all my mistakes in the first one, you know, and, 
And it just went from there. And then all of a sudden, I ended up doing 34 workshops in, in about a 12, 14 months period. Oh, I love it. That is, I, I tell you what, that is a lesson there. Most people would have gone, oh, look, I suck at this. That was a bad experience. Obviously, that's not the right model for me. I'll go and do something different. Exactly. Uh, you just demonstrate, you know, you've just really modeled amazing resilience there. Yeah. So I wanted to get front and back of people, right? So then I built a website and then I wanted to see if I could get them into a membership. But the membership, it was very hard to sell people that come for the first night straight into a membership because they come in for a physical application. But then right. the online transition wasn't as great. And I could see that. And I, and I thought, wow, if they could only actually experience what we're actually creating in here, I could do it, but I hadn't even, that was still all in my mind. So then instead I created a four week program where it was like, there's going to be a start date and an end date. And then I did a beta test from, I ran, you know, five, six workshops. And then I got enough people to bring into a four week program. I didn't even know if the four week program was going to work or not because um, yeah. whether they're going to think it's too woo woo or whether they're going to love it. I mean, I was terrified in putting this out there because I'm, this is my heart and soul. This is, I've left my company to do this. And they might think I'm a bloody crackpot. I don't know. Like all these things are going on. And, and I remember putting it out there. I had 30 odd people sign up to it. And uh, I couldn't believe what happened. You know, it was just, it was just magic. Oh. Like th there, was, there was a real connection. And then at the end, of the four weeks because I was so heavily involved as well and everyone it was a beta test and you know I'd even ring them and say hey how are you going you're on week three you know I, I like I loved all over them I just wanted this loved to all over them I love it <laughs> <laughs> and and I still do to these day this day though like it's really important and because I'm so passionate about it and, and 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 I got enough and there was all of a sudden there was a demand from the people to say well what now I'm I've learned so much. I don't want this to end. How can we continue to connect? And I was like, wow, now I'm going to start a membership. And, and I think 20 odd of the 30 odd signed up for the membership. Most of them are still with me 18 months later. That is brilliant. So I didn't know. I didn't know what software. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew keep going, guy. Just keep going, guy. Yeah. Keep going. And, and, and I did. I mean, obviously, I have skills that I've learned from yeah, the online you're space savvy, and money. Savvy businessman, so yeah, yeah. But 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 from a mindset and heart perspective, it was just like just keep leaning in. I love the term leaning in, and you know, and that's when I started coming looking at different software and and membership models and looking at different, and then getting my own mentors. Just like I'm mentoring people to do this, I needed to find mentors to help me. Yeah, that have walked the ground that I want to go to. You know, so. Mm. That's what happened next. Yeah, that's um, and I love the the thing that you've said there. That you you tried the membership side on its own, but it was hard to get people in. So mm -hmm. I'll just try this and see what happens. And you've listened to your clients. So now you know. You know, a, a talk to a four week program to a membership is a model that will work. But you don't know unless you're re like like guy that you're willing to treat it as well. Let's just see if this is going to work. And if it doesn't, it doesn't mean the whole of it doesn't work. There's maybe some parts of it. I mean, that's how I started my higher end Attract Your Tribe Accelerator. I just was running a program and then people were saying, I want some more of your help. And I said, well, do you reckon if I made like a higher price program, would that help people? And then people went, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> so you just don't know until you actually take that first step and then totally. you ask the people. Yeah, really good point. So what we might do, Guy, if that's okay now, is for people that are, you know, there would be some people that are listening and they'll be going, you know what, I'm in that position now where I know I've got to make a change. Or you might be that your business is going really well, but you're wanting to take the next step. Maybe you're wanting to get it online or leverage, and that's scary. Or you've been struggling hard and things haven't quite, never quite worked in the business. So you might need to have some of these skills that are going to help you to be able to like work out what's wrong. And you do take on those beautiful, you know, that lovely, you know, connecting, you know, emotionally and spiritually, but also in a practical way. Um, yeah. So this is your specialty. So if you've got people that, okay, we've got the scenario of, right, I, I get it, guy. This is, you know, I know that I've got to do this. Practically, 
Like, how am I going to do it? Like, what's the first steps that I've got to take so that I know that whatever I am going to create is actually going to be congruent? I'm not going to find myself wrapped okay. yeah. again. Great question. And I think that's one of the most people's biggest struggles in, in feeling on purpose and feeling congruent and then stepping into that knowing if it's the right thing or not. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Well, first of all, I think we can never fully know until we walk the path. So, it's only, so, so the, one of the biggest, one of the worst decisions you can make is indecision and not making a choice. I think that that kills for yes. a start, right? Hold on. So, so, so you, once you take that out, indecision out, then it's either yay or nay. Do we move, push on or do we pull back? But I think one of the, the, um, the things that, the first thing that came to my mind with that is if, if I just break this down for a sec, because if you, 70 to 80% of people in the Western society are running from the hormones of stress, maybe more, right? So in, that, that's, I would say it's higher, right? And, wow. and just to put that in perspective, 80% of health-related cases that go to the doctors and everything are stress-related, even though there's a chronic illness coming from it. So, and when you're stressed, there's a, there's a, there's a the, the part of your brain, I think it's the prefrontal cortex, starts to shrink. And then from that position, you then end up starting to perceive every single situation from a fear-based response. So you're constantly running on worst-case scenario. Right. And that's actually right. happening from a physiological point as that's well. That's happening from a physiological point. Right. Okay. Because okay. the body is hardwired to maintain homeostasis and keep you safe. Right. So all of a sudden, you're stacking the odds up against you. Now, what is the one thing humans want to avoid? It's feeling pain. Right. It's, or feeling any, anything of a negative connotation. Why do we, if you break it all the way down to what incident I'm trying to avoid is because it's going to make us feel a certain way and we don't want to go there. So we avoid that, right? So yeah. let's think about that. So what are we very good at in Western society when it comes to this work? It's keeping ourselves distracted. Right. Okay. Right? So we have distraction constantly. For you and your listeners and everyone here, think of the last time that you didn't fill in an empty moment with something. Oh, uh, well, I mean, even if I do have an empty moment, it'll be doing something mindful, but it's still a practical thing like painting sanity circles. So yeah. even for me, but, when I'm, I'm just thinking, oh, yeah, I do that. No, it's still... But that, that, that does allow you, though, to find a flow space and just become present with the, the brush and the moment and, and have a mindfulness practice, which is beautiful. I think many of us are, um, you know, we, we're constantly connected to our phone. We're constantly connected to our social media. We're constantly uh, rushing around. We don't set up our day correctly. We don't have maybe a, a routine that will honor ourselves first before we would become everything to everyone and everyone else around us. Mm. And we're not turning that love back inward and, and having something for ourselves and that practice first. So my point being is, is that if you start to eliminate the distractions, the stresses and start to reset the homeostasis, you start to pull away from all that and you start to see things for how they truly are, not for how you perceive them to be. So we're, we're always ending up dumping on our perception of any given situation. So quite often our business, uh, somebody's keen behind me. Um, I can see your wife. I can, <laughs> <laughs> we're watching you. Yeah. Um, so quite often the, um, the, I've lost my trailer so completely now. Um, the way we perceive in anything in any situation, even in a business situation, we're actually bringing all that into the way we're perceiving that moment. And then all of a sudden, we're having a warped perception of what's actually going on. And sometimes it's hard to then get clarity. And because we don't have clarity and we want to stay in control because we've made every other decision unconsciously from a control-based place, the thought of us losing control in any way drives us, can terrify us. Because then all of a sudden, we can start beating ourselves up and we can then reprove ourselves that we were right. I knew I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. And then all of a sudden, we have a self-fulfilling prophecy from the way we think and the way we feel and we continue to stay stuck in that loop. So, so tell me, I mean, I just, you know, as you were saying that, mm. I know that I was thinking, oh, have you been? Have you been? listening to reading my mind, you know, like, you know, cause there's 
different steps that you go through. And I know that there'll be a lot of people here listening going, yeah, you know, you, you were just describing that exactly what happens, exactly what goes through my mind. The thing that I'm thinking of is, okay, so you've got this on a, there's a physiological thing that's happening there. That's, that's, you know, it, it's not necessarily something that you can just change by going, right, enough of that girlfriend, snap out of it. Let's just chill out and stop being, you know, stop seeing things from a fear point. If it's physiological, like you've got to, there's some things you've got to change there that. Absolutely. Because you keep firing a signal from the physiology up, not the other way around. Like where, where do we spend most of our time in our heads? Like we're constantly in our heads. We're on the screen. We sit in a chair all day. We're quite sedentary. And we're in the, the conscious thinking mind, but we never get into, you know, 95% of the body. Like the, we're, we're a community of trillions and trillions of cells. They're all interconnected and sending information with each other. You know, that's the subconscious mind. And there's a lot of wisdom in there, but because we spend so much time in our thinking mind trying to solve it from an analytical process, that's when we can stay stuck in our patterns. So, a lot of this work is allowing to get out of that mind, that, that, that stress response that's firing the autonomic nervous system, your, your stress um, sympathetic nervous system for anyone that wants yeah. to geek out, you know, the fight or flight that's continually firing. That, that is the filter, that is the gateway between you, your body, the, every cell in your body and back to the lens, the way you see the world. That's the interim. And it's about if you can start sending a different signal to that, the wisdom of the body will literally start to surrender and let go. And then you start to get out these stress responses. And then that will start to affect the way you perceive any given situation. So that's where the tools start to come in. So as you start to influence the body and it gets you out of the mind and you start coming into the subconscious more and you start finding more flow states, you find more creative states, you really start to then flow and there's, you start to roll with things to a degree and you start to know that you're, you're on fire, you're on purpose, this feels right, feels right. I didn't say thinks right. It feels, it feels right. right. And we've really got to reconnect yeah. to the way we feel. And you know which is the, the biggest organ of the body that influences the autonomic nervous system that controls every single system of the body that is designed to keep you alive and safe and remain homeostasis? You know which organ it is? Um, would it be your heart or your gut? It's the heart. The heart, right. Isn't the gut is the, the, the whole axis. The brain, heart, and gut axis is huge at the end of the day. Right. right. But we can then start to tap into that and start to, instead of waiting for an external stimulus response to affect the way we respond emotionally that then continues to fire and wire in the same way and we got this thinking and feeling loop because the, the feelings we have create certain thoughts that perpetuate the same feeling that perpetuate the same thought and we stay in these loops and then all of a sudden that becomes a reality yeah and that's the way what about if we preempted this and started creating a practice where we start getting into the body and then started generating emotions without an external response that we go inward to create the response. And then we start retraining the body. And then all of a sudden, we can slowly over I say over time, instead of, if we're willing to go there and start to retrain the nervous system, instead of operating on 70 to 80% of the hormones of stress constantly, why not operate 70 or 80% of hormones, because you still need a hormone to produce love, joy, gratitude, appreciation. There still needs to be a chemical response. So why not preempt those states and train the body and train every cell in your body to get addicted to those states oh. as opposed to the others? And then all of a sudden, you're going to start alleviating the stress response. And then you're going to start to become a way of being. And then once you start to get in those states more, you're not going to want for so much. You're not going to be striving constantly to get to this point. When I get to this point, I'm happy because I'm happy now. I have this day. I have this moment. This is a gift. Mm -hmm. The fact that we can be talking on this podcast right now and communicating, it's amazing. And if you start, yeah. if you start creating from that place daily, 
you can't tell me you're not going to make inroads going forward long term. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm, I loved your line of imagine if instead of, you know, your addiction is to the stress, if your addiction is to the hormones that get released from love. Um, so, to now take this to like uh, some practical steps that people can take this week, some action steps that's going to help people to be able to start. Uh, you know, reprogramming so that they're not having that addiction, you know, to the stress, that they're starting to develop that lovely addiction to, I'm just going to, I mean, you, you talked about all those other things, but I'm just going to go for love because that's kind of like my, <laughs> that's my driving force. That's actually one, that's one of my strong, you know, mission statements within our business. Everything is based on that. Um, so, I know that people, when they come, to, I mean, I know that you've got all the tools. You've, that's, your, that's what you've created. Mm. So for people this week, like just one or two action steps that they can take this week that's going to start that process. Sure. There's a, there's a, I'll give you there's a few, a few steps. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, there's a term in neuroscience called metacognition. Okay. And metacognition means being the witness being the observer, like who's right. thinking about your thoughts? Yeah. Can you think about your thoughts? Yeah. So who's doing the thinking? It's the essence of you. And metacognition is about being the observer. So there's a, so one simple exercise you could do daily is, is for just for five days or a week, set your alarm to go off once an hour. Okay. And check in with yourself. Where am I at right now? Am I running on stress? Am I, am I finding myself rushing around? Am I continuing to feed my body hormonally that I have done for the last 30 years or whatever? What are my thoughts right now? Am I thinking neg negatively? I mean, according to the model of psychology, 70% um, of our thoughts are generally negative each day. Yeah, that's sad. Hey, maybe not. Like you know, I, I often joke in a, in a workshop, but I say you know, if I put a megaphone up to your head and I could turn it on and hear what's coming out, what would be the tone of that? What would be the energetic feel of that right now? And and I would say, would you talk to somebody else like that? And they'd be like, no way. I was like, well, why do we talk to ourselves like that? What is reinforcing that action in the first place? So as you can imagine, if, you, if you've got a negative loop and then a negative connotation, then it's going to create a negative emotion and feeling. And because it's our feeling, it feels real to us. But it's not necessarily real. It's just coming from our own perception of the, any given situation. So it takes a level of humility to step outside of that. And that's the first point. So it's almost like trying to break a sugar junkie down or something where, you know, you, you can't, you're trying to get off sugar. And the moment you start denying your body of that sugar, what starts to happen? Right. Cravings, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's the same with your thoughts because you're producing chemicals every time you think. So you're having a chemical addiction going on from the way you behave and think. So... That's why just as the simple act of checking in every single hour, you're giving yourself an opportunity to break that cycle. But that's it. not going to happen overnight. Yeah. It's a practice. This is a practice and a process. Yeah. You know, I, I, I catch myself negatively every day still. There's things, and, but I learn and got the tools and things constantly. There's many other elements you can, because you can use physical aspects as well to, to stimulate the nervous system and, and uh, start to change that. But, but that is a simple thing. And if you don't want to interrupt it, that means you're, you're driven more by the way you're being and you don't actually want to change that so that your past experiences are holding you back more than the way you want to embody your future. Love it. You know what? That is such a really simple, practical tool. I mean, I'm a person that has an alarm that goes off all the time like i've got an alarm that goes off at 10 to 8 have you planned your day yet janet another one that goes off at the end of the night at nine o'clock what's three things you're grateful for janet so there's all these little so i can really relate to the practicality of you know just try it for a week everybody where you're going mm. to have you know every hour during your waking hours do what guy says is have that alarm that goes off that just is that trigger for you to go observe like I, I think that that is a brilliant idea and just being that reality check of 
did I want to do the reframe? Did I want to drop, pick myself up here? Or am I just actually really enjoying wallowing in this? Is um, just that simple activity, I can think, I can really see how that can totally change what you're doing. Because yeah. we will very often set the intention of, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it, I'm going to observe, I'm going to, but very often we'll just get busy and not do it. So that simple alarm thing, really. Yeah. And then to layer upon that, um, knowing that the heart is the, an organ of influence is that if you bring your awareness, you can put, literally put your fingers. I mean, I have a, um, I get a free guided meditation we spoke about earlier before, yeah. there, yeah, but for seven minutes, which guides you through this process. But essentially, if you put your fingers on your heart and close your eyes, you can then take your, all your sensory experience. Think about it, right? You've got yeah. your senses are constantly on with this. You, you, you're trying to shut all that down and you return all your awareness inward into the most powerful organ in the heart. And you're now telling your body, I feel safe. I'm here. I'm now. And that's allowing to start to break that stimulus that's going on in the moment. And if you bring all your awareness to that center and you start to breathe in and breathe out of that, imagine breathing in and bringing out of your heart center, you can then start, because there's a, there's a whole huge other component about the breath as well and how it influences the autonomic nervous system. But with those combined, you can literally start to um, change those states back in so then instead of um if you start to then preempt the feelings of gratitude or joy of appreciation you start to visualize those things the deeper meaningful things in your life like why are we running a business why am i taking these steps why do i want to earn that money what's it all leading for what's it meaning to what is it i want to bring into my life what does my end result look like if you bring all that and start to visualize that while you're holding it there in your heart you're really going to start to influence that stress response greatly. And then you bring in a lot more meaning and a reminder to why you're really doing these things in the first place. What is going to drive you up in the morning? What is your purpose? And as you start to get away from those states over the weeks, over the months, and you start becoming more in a way of being and start creating a practice in the morning, you could start first thing before you do anything, do that. I mean, it's seven minutes long, right? Yeah. You're then reframing yourself. And then instead of having a day that might snowball out of the wrong direction, you're really starting to set yourself up for more meaningful day. And as you find more meaning, if you can find more meaning in the moment, more meaning and more consciously present with the person you're about to speak to in the street or in the coffee shop or whatever it is you're doing, and start acting those things, I promise you, the ideas will start to flow more. The synchronicities will start to flow more because you're starting to let go and you're letting go of the grip that's been holding us and behaving a certain way for a long, long time. I love it. So, you know, what I might do just, just to wrap up, because honestly, I could, I could talk to you for days, just days, because really, once you, you know, once you know strategies when it comes to growing your business, you know, that's, that's just the basics, you know, mm. the things that grows your business and grows you personally is the stuff we're talking about today. But this is the stuff that makes decisions easier. The stuff that gives you the confidence to step up. Like you can never, ever have enough mastery of this kind of work. And I love how you've really talked about those physical things and that addiction. I totally relate to that addiction to the stress where you, may, where you might say to yourself, no, I'm not. But you, you've talked about that. And I love how you've got that counter. Like for, so this is, I'm actually going to, I'm making a pledge to everybody here. Because <laughs> this actually is a loop back to when you were saying your evolution came from you taking action on everything that you learned from these wonderful, wonderful people that you interviewed. Um, that's how my business, you know, my wonderful web women grew from me doing weekly interviews this is pre-podcast people would pay for them back then um, and i just made it you know every week i would do one thing that they had said and it skyrocketed the business that simple thing so this is what i'm doing everybody so i am challenging you to do the same so first of all i am going to go over to guy's website and i'm going to download that seven minute meditation the daily meditation so this is my commitment to everybody else here and i'm going to diarize it so 
this this interview won't be going live for it'll be just over a month or so away so i have got time when this goes live i will be able to share with you you know the actions that i took because i will have had time to do this for over a month so this is what i'm doing that in that that meditation i commit that i'm going to listen to that every morning okay so i'm doing that but also i'm going to do this alarm thing at least for a week or so until i feel like i've got the habit I'm going to do the alarm thing to just make myself stop. Because even though I've always got like this observer Janet happening, this will make the observer Janet sort of get stopped and listened to. And then bring that energy back to heart every single time I do it. So that's my commitment to everybody here. I double dare you all to do the same as well. And to come and share with Guy and share with me how you are you how is it working like what how does it feel for you and then um yeah so guy where can people go and get this recording the um the meditation literally just go back to my website guylawrence.com.au and there'll be a, a tab there saying free meditation yeah cool. there. there's also um, a bonus in there actually i forgot to mention it earlier um which is my five-step morning routine. So not only will they get a meditation, they'll actually get a, a full five-step process that will help everything that I've talked about uh, in there as well. Brilliant. Mm. Okay, everybody. Well, I've made my commitment to you. You can all ask me and I will, you know, I know that you're going to ask me because I've just told you to. So <laughs> got to do it now. And um, I'm really looking forward to it. These simple, tiny actions are the things that actually make the difference. And, you know, committing to somebody else to do it. So I double dare you to um, do this, but also commit either to somebody else in your family. Come over to the Romance Your Tribe free Facebook group and commit in there. You know, that's where I'll be talking about what I'm doing. And, um, and, you know, we can hold each other accountable. If you're part of the new success circle, which at the time of recording does not exist, but it will by the time you're <laughs> listening to this, man, we will be, we will definitely be, um, you know, implementing this over there. So um, come and share, but find somebody to be accountable so that you actually do it baby so thank you so much for your time today guy this has been really really fascinating um i've just really enjoyed you know this whole story and i would love to hear from people um you know if you've got something from today go go and stalk guy and let him know okay because that means a lot to us to get some feedback Come and you should be stalking me anyway, okay? So if you're listening to this, so come and tell me. And if you're here on iTunes, um, I'd love it if you leave a review. Just telling us what did you get out of this particular episode would be super cool. Um, or wherever it is that you're finding me, just come and tell me what you've done because that's the most rewarding thing is to know you've taken some action as a result of what we've shared today. So go get them, baby. And I'm really looking forward to hearing everybody's stories. Bye. Thank you. It's Janet here. Thanks for joining me on Romance Your Tribe Radio. Hey, you heard our voices today, but do you want to see what we really look like? You can see the video version of this episode over at romanceyourtribe.com and grab the show notes while you're there. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate if you show the love and leave an honest review on iTunes or your favorite podcast directory. I'll see you on the next episode.